0: So, Aaron. So, Liz. Uh, I know that today is going to be hard. I know this is not going to be a very fun episode. <laughs> hey But I thought that I could lighten the mood a little bit, uh, and we could start off the episode by playing a little game.
1: I like games. I
0: thought you'd like a game. This game is to test whether the snippets from the following reviews I'm going to read are talking about the Artemis Fowl movie. Or about a similarly bad movie that we watched earlier this season, Cats.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so it's it, it, is are they all reviews or are they all?
0: These are review taglines from reviewers that I found online talking about one of these two movies. I will so it's read... either a
1: review tagline. For Artemis Fowl or Cats.
0: Exactly. I will omit director's names and things like that, but (laughs) you will have to guess whether the review that I am reading is about the Artemis Fowl movie or about Cats. Are you ready?
1: I mean, they both have um, Judi Dench in it, so this works. So uh, hit me. I'm so ready for this.
0: All right. First review. An adaptation bound to disappoint fans of the original and unlikely to win any new ones.
1: Arnim is foul.
0: Correct.
1: First okay. point goes to Aaron. That was a good one. Right, right. that, that was easy. That uh, was easy. One for Aaron. You, start. Yeah, start off okay. easy. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay. Next review. No amount of A-list stars can save this adaptation.
1: Oh, see, that could go either way. I'm going to go cats on that one.
0: That is cats. Congratulations, okay. you okay. got two so far. Okay, you are doing very good at I'm, this. I'm game. very excited.
1: This is this is a lot of fun. Okay, hit me with another one.
0: All right. The first trailer alone, which looked so alarming to so many, should be sufficient to tell you whether this movie is for you.
1: Oh man. Okay. You yeah. This is this is the exact uh, level of difficulty I wanted. <sighs> I'm going to go out of order. I'm going to say cats again.
0: Corrected. Yeah. You are doing very, very good.
1: Awesome.
0: All right. Let's do one more. I want to okay. see if you can go four for four on okay. this. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: this one is going to be a little different. Okay. When you Google these movies, some tags show up as, words most likely associated with this movie when you google it online. So I'm going to give you a list of tags and you tell me whether these words describe what everyone's saying about cats or what everyone is saying about Artemis Fowl. So
1: I will say Artemis Fowl no, or cats.
0: It's just going to be a string of of descriptors oh. and you tell me are these descriptors describing cats or Artemis Fowl? Okay. Are you ready?
1: <sighs> yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. I'm going to give you a couple. Cringeworthy. Bad acting. Boring. Which movie are they talking about?
1: Cats again?
0: As a trick question it was about both of them oh boing, boing, boing. he's Aaron.
1: she's elizabeth and, and we're married, married to the, the idea. idea
0: let's destroy this thing Wait, we
1: gotta do our plug party first
0: plug party you like steven universe we do a live appreciation fancast every tuesday night at five o'clock on our facebook page come and join us we're in season three of steven universe so far and we're hoping to finish by the end of the summer you can find us on soundcloud you can find us on itunes you can find us on facebook at marriage to the idea reviews you can email us at marriage to the idea reviews at gmail.com and if you want to support us and great content like audio quizzes you can check out our patreon patreon.com slash married to the idea if you are a patreon you would have known months ago that we saw the first trailer for artemis fowl and we got worried
1: so very Super very worried, worried. This movie has actually been in production hell since 2002, 2001 even.
0: It was stuck uh, up. It's been around as long as Weinstein has been associated with Disney and then was unassociated.
1: Yeah. It's
0: been through so many hands, guys. And the movie reflects it. Every time I thought, oh, this is just bad filmmaking, I then later realized, oh, they're covering their tracks because this was a different movie before this came out.
1: I really I don't know if if this movie came out before the whole Weinstein scandal I don't know if it would look any different than it does now. Um, there might be a little bit of different casting, but at the same time, it is still it, there are some dirty fingerprints all over this movie, and so I can't funny. even say I can't even say it's all Weinstein. So um, it's not
0: even that; it's just the fact that it's been chopped and screwed together from so many <coughs> disparate parts that the seams it, are obvious.
1: Are we made axe throwing and knife throwing targets out of pallet wood? Our our targets, Our
0: seams are less obvious than this. Yeah, (laughs)
1: exactly.
0: So we're going to take this a little bit differently. Usually we watch our movie, we make our general opinions, we research, and then we come to talk to you about our general thoughts, general thoughts. And, you know, we, we, we have a good time. This is different. This is really different. And we were so sure that it would simply be, oh, it's just a bad adaptation. It just isn't faithful to the source material it just doesn't respect what made it great and we will get to that but the movie was so incomprehensibly bad by minute two that we had to stop and say oh. we're gonna go through this thing beat by beat for you fine people. i
1: uh, i i had my um i had my ipad with the notes app out before this thing started and i am so glad i did i had note from second one basically
0: so let's Let's get it on. If you haven't seen *Artemis Fowl*, spoiler alert: we're going through this whole thing bit by bit. Uh, read the book instead. But <laughs> here we go.
1: Do you want you want a very quick synopsis? Read the book. Oh, we're,
0: we're gonna we're gonna be comparing this heavily to the book. Yes. Not only because. I think it's relevant to why the movie did poorly, but because it's really quite insulting and it could have been Um, better.
1: So a small bit of backstory. I am a huge, 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 huge fan of this book in this series. Um, I have read and listened to all of these books, save for I think the last one. I've actually been working my way through the series recently recently. Uh, trying to get, or more recently, trying to get through to the last one.
0: If you listen to our Steven Universe cast, you find we have a problem with just finishing a damn thing. Exactly. So we're, um, we haven't watched the last episode but, of Firefly. We, we're um, really bad about ending things.
1: Uh, Ian Colfer is actually one of my favorite authors. I love his, his wit, his style of writing, um, the way he world-builds. I, I thoroughly enjoy his style of writing. And when I first saw that this movie was announced, 10, 15 years ago, I was really excited. And then when I saw was Kenneth Branagh, I'm like, okay. Okay, you know what? I have some faith in this movie. And then I saw the trailer. And then all that faith flew out the window. So I, I'm a with huge, huge said, fan. With
0: all that said, we, I at least went in saying, if it's a good movie, it doesn't have to be a good adaptation. I've said it before, I've said it again. If it's a good movie... The adaptation part can be a pointless topic of discussion. However, if the movie is shit, we now have full reign to talk about where it fails.
1: We have seen uh, movies that have been different adaptations than their source material. Uh, Secret of Nim. um, You could even say uh, the other children's book that we watched recently. The one where they like traverse through the stars wrinkle uh, in time wrinkle in time that was different than its source material not entirely but it still took some liberties like that was different and it's still like there is some that movie still was very comprehensible way more than this all right here we go
0: let's get it going (laughs) first note i have written down in my list why are they using the Pirates of the Caribbean font?
1: Oh, yeah. My very first one is I hate the font.
0: Oh, my gosh. You said it, too. Okay, because...
1: It's, it's not a good font. and it, it, It's not because it's a bad font. It's a bad font choice. Um, I am professionally, I am a graphic designer, so I work with fonts on the daily, and Liz does a lot with fonts and graphic design work, too, so we both do a lot of sh- stuff with the shit.
0: Sorry, who, whoever is hating us already because we're nitpicking the font, I promise you that the lack of cohesion throughout the story is indicative of this old-timey Pirates of the Caribbean font (laughs) when Aaron Colfer wrote a whole fairy language based on geometric shapes that you could have incorporated in any way into your title.
1: You know, like, how in The Matrix, how it will show um the setting and it'll go through the matrix code language and then it will actually be English. You could have easily done something like that. That'd been cool. They have they actually show Very a little technological. bit of logical. The, yeah. They actually show a little bit of the fairy tech or language. You could have a, a um insert of that beforehand. You know, kind of world build a little bit before you fucking get into the movie. And we're in five seconds and I'm already mad yeah, we in were, this movie. We
0: got mad real fast. Okay.
1: This is Oh my god. I knew
0: Okay, so we knew this was hmm. coming from the trailer. Mulch Diggums is our narrator.
1: I didn't I didn't know that he was the narrator. I knew that he was I knew that it was Josh Gad and everything like that, yeah, but this I didn't he know it was a flashback.
0: This was going to be—he's being interrogated by MI6 of all people,
1: which was so, so stupid weird. and random.
0: I don't know why. I don't know why, but
1: and we're we're going to come back to that. That's be, that is a huge point that we're going to come back. to. Put it in to.
0: your notes. But for some reason, we decide that instead of um, having the opening to the book, which is a very good opening. It shows the cunningness of our main character. It shows the imposingness of Butler. It shows his cleverness in dealing with this drunk fairy and his desire to obtain the book. All of that is changed to mm. Artemis Fowl's surfing, I think Butler breaks a man's hand who tries to pickpocket pocket yep. them without even looking back.
1: Absolutely. Like, he just feels terrifying. it happening. He just breaks the person's hand and then goes. He's
0: a mountain of a man. It's supposed Which to be terrifying.
1: Which happens later in the movie and they don't even, it, it's a funny moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just
1: remembered that it happens in the movie. Oh my, oh my God. It happens in the movie and they don't address it, but in the book it happens and he breaks the dude's hand mm-hmm. without even thinking about it.
0: Again, this is all to say that Artemis Fowl doesn't surf.
1: Artemis Fowl does not surf. Artemis
0: Fowl doesn't see the sunlight. He's a vampire. He's a, <laughs> he's a small, pale child with no athletic abilities.
1: No friends. No, he doesn't talk to anyone else except for Butler. Butler is his only friend. And he, and, he would
0: not enjoy pursuits of physical athleticness. Yeah, he's not riding the one, yeah,
1: that one-wheeled skateboard thing. He doesn't do that. That's not Artemis Fowl.
0: Yeah, he exercises his mind. That's it. The whole point is that he's a complete outcast outsider.
1: At one point in in a book, he has to keep his mind incredibly sharp. And to do that, he literally reconstructs an entire symphony note by note, not remembering it. He reconstructs it note by note and then finishes it because it's a uh, famous unfinished symphony and he he has a conversation with himself. He has to go, should I finish it on the same note? Because usually that's what you do. And that's how he keeps his mind sharp throughout this entire ordeal. That's Artemis Fowl. Not, uh, you know, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to, uh, you know, maybe get a little couple laps in on my uh, dirt bike or something like that. That's not Artemis Fowl. I'm not saying that's not a good character. I'm saying that's not Artemis Fowl. Of course, now this character is not good.
0: Well, now apparently the acorn, the inciting reason why Holly Shore is captured in the first place, is now turned into the Aculos, a super weapon of indeterminate power.
1: Which is not in the books. Which
0: is not in the books. At
1: all. I have to go back. So we were talking about the narration with Mulch Dickums. Josh Gad is a good actor. He's funny. He's an amazing voice. And he can produce some amazing emotions on screen. He's not mulch fucking diggums.
0: Yeah, for some reason they call him a giant dwarf, which is, again, not a Stupid character. Stupid as fuck. It's not a character quality of the original. And the only reason I can see that it's there is because they didn't have the budget to shrink him.
1: But they did. The, and Why wasn't he either a CGI character, because, you know, he is in a bunch of other fucking things, <laughs> but... Why wasn't he a CGI character or why wasn't it just smaller or why not just cast, I don't know, Peter Dinklage or cast someone of that size instead of Josh fucking Gad who tries to put on this growl of a voice and it doesn't match his I'm sorry, his adorable face.
0: Yeah, he's got a real adorable face to try and be I like, ah, Mulch Diggums. I, I, I have a story to tell.
1: I understand that actors do not want to be typecast. Sure. And Josh Gad right now, especially with Disney, is getting typecast as kind of the adorable, bumbling sidekick.
0: He would have been, I think he would have been really charming as Mulch Diggums because in the second book, he gets a lot more screen time and he's gesticulating with a carrot talking about expanding rock and heat. And I could totally see Josh Gad doing that scene.
1: I can see Josh Gad doing that a without or with about 75 less growl and in an animated character, whether it's an animated movie or an animated character, the way they have him, a a giant dwarf is bullshit. It's
0: baloney. Also, why is that told all that in black and white?
1: I don't fucking because it's narration. I don't fucking know. I don't know either. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's awful.
0: Uh, Artemis Fowl's mom is dead.
1: That's bull fucking shit. And that's a Disney? recent change. It's a recent change because they showed in the trailer, his mom up in the air. So spoiler alert. I, I'm, uh, I have to say this. and This is a huge fucking spoiler especially for the book. So if you want to read the book, stop listening now. Go read the book. book. It's a young adult fiction novel, and as a nearly 30-year-old man, it still holds up. It's a great book. Go fucking read it.
0: It's also our Audible recommendation, audible.com slash marriage. The idea, get it for your free child. Go, Aaron.
1: Okay. His mom is not dead in the books. His mom does not die in any of the books that I have read. His dad does not die in any of the books that I've read either. She is. But she is crazy gone
0: mad from missing their father who has been missing two years at this point in the book
1: at least two yeah yeah but what happens is at one point during the books as he's trying to keep you know this entire elf battalion out of at at arm's reach he's also trying to take care of his mother well his mother kind of starts going a little bit crazier and she and they finally realize that something happened to his mom in the book, and that someone did something to his mom.
0: Even beyond that, even if you don't go into the rest of the books, the reason why Artemis Fowl's mother is important in the first book is because she holds the answer to how they escape the time loop. She is the reason that Artemis figures out that this unescapable, unimpenetrable time lock can be because they have
1: to be asleep Mm -hmm. that yeah you're you're absolutely right and i forgot about that point if you
0: write out how he figures out to escape the time loop you end up having him escape the time loop without
1: escaping the time without
0: like there's no reason for how he escapes there's nothing is given there
1: there because i remember there was a scene in the book where she jumps up in the air and she's like, she's wearing like a night dress or like some sort of like a more uh, elegant.
0: I, no, we saw that trailer and I was certain that it was the fairy that they encounter in that market that they steal the book from. I was. No. It had to be something because it was a young Asian woman with dark black hair and I'm like, I have no we, idea what this is. We might have
1: to go back and uh, torture do ourselves. We have
0: to. It doesn't matter because it's not in this movie.
1: Yeah, that that scene does not appear. So, not appearing in this film. Fair that much. scene in the trailer does not appear and I'm pretty sure it's his, it was was supposed to be his mother because it doesn't appear at all and it's so stupid because his mother is integral because his mother gets his mind back and when his father returns they stop his criminal empire which oh by the way he doesn't fucking have
0: you know here's the big one and we do have to talk about this because it's prevalent throughout the entire movie and it needs to be said right off the gate it's okay for your main character to not be likable as long as they are interesting. An interesting character will take you everywhere. And Aaron Colfer was smart in having his main protagonist be an antagonist for most of his debut novel. Artemis Fowl is not a nice kid. He takes what he wants. He's manipulative. He's cruel. He's sociopathic to he's, a fault. And he, he has to learn how to become a better man as the books progress. Yeah. Aaron Colford describes him as a Bond villain, 11-year-old Bond villain. He's that's...
1: Malfoy that you yes. actually like.
0: Exactly. You admire his cunning, his tenacity, how he's always one step ahead of everyone around him. It's the rare chance you get to root for the bad guy, and he gets to have a satisfying growth arc out of it. But, In this one, we don't get that from Artemis. We have a child who is very misunderstood, who loves his father. And Artemis loved him in the main book too, but he wanted him back at any cost.
1: Yeah, it was More it was so, a it was a respect of like it was a respect.
0: Someone, he didn't think he yeah. was smarter than him or a saint, but he knew that he was still alive, and no one else believed him. But he knew his father was still alive, and he, he would was not one of the stop. Ol-
1: and he was one of the only ones that did. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's that's one of, his
0: drive. That's his motivation. When his father comes back into their lives. He stops Artemis' criminal spree. He's like, we have turned a new leaf, Artemis. We are not going to do this anymore. You have to become a better man than I have been. And in this one, weirdly, they have him go the complete opposite direction. Start off as a youthful, innocent, completely unaware of the realm of fairy and all of this. And then at the end of it, be like, and now I am a criminal mastermind.
1: I'm Artemis, foul. Criminal mastermind. Like, fucking no you how what what have you done you've done nothing you've done nothing and and in the, that's one of my next points actually um oh, right. so f- first off um it, it mulch dickens going going back to the narration mulch dickens is de- telling all of this stuff which it's defeating the purpose um but he says you have to go to ireland because ireland is the source of all magic that's bullshit even in the books they never said that Ireland is not the source of magic. The world is the source of magic. You get you get magic from different sources.
0: They talk about Stonehenge being a place of great magic. Yes. The Hills and Tara, there's there's lots of hot spots all over like isn't there one even in France and they all hang all the leprechauns hang out in Euro Disney when they go up to the surface because yeah they blend cause, in? yeah
1: because <laughs> it's easier to blend in and that's that's the thing is there's some amazing moments that you can do and you can shoot in different locations am I excited that they actually shot on location in Ireland yeah I love Ireland I loved getting to see those big uh whites uh um, sorry, cliffs and everything like that. Mm. But the problem is, is you're, you're writing yourself into a box. You have no reason to do so.
0: Veronica uses Ireland like set dressing. Like everything is <sighs> just like sprinkle a little faith and begora in it, and it's suddenly Irish. Like, yeah, I'm not even Irish a little bit, and I have a bit, and I have more tact in how to incorporate Irish folklore into my uh, manner of dress or speech. It's it's so much more than saying "top of the morning."
1: There is a point um, right after the narration uh, is uh, starts that we finally get introduced to Artemis. And again, there's no reason for this narration. However, if you feel you had to go for this route, stick with the route. Because there's other ways that people have done that kind of thing. This bullet point of a character, but done right. Um, Hot Fuzz is one that does it really, really well. You could do it in this same kind of vein. but not have mulch diggums do near fucking ration
0: you could visual it even if you want to keep his narration just show the visuals yeah mulch talks about how he's defeated chess champions at age six and built and super colliders and cloned a goat and all this stuff it's and but it's don't shown
1: sh- from the fucking hallway it's
0: shown from the hallway through a projector and how much more fun it'd be to watch a two-year-old just like checkmate <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a chess master or but my one... I,
1: I had a different idea instead because it ends that that kind of bullet point of uh you know a uh, trading card of him <laughs> instead have that but have it end with whoever's talking be the the therapist because that's where it ends up at
0: which is the only scene i think that really stays true to the book's integrity
1: Yes, it's close to but it's, a very small extent because he's like, "Well, you're just lashing out at me," and it's like, and Artemis doesn't go, "If I were lashing out, then I would say blah blah blah. Your shoes were this, oh, yeah, and they, you're this, and this." It, it they, would...
0: they shuffled it around to make him seem like a petulant, whining child because he was. Yeah, but that's the that's the crazy thing about it. A twelve year old telling you up would be extremely annoying, but the books were very clever in making him seem aloof and unemotional completely above it all
1: yes that's that's a huge issue with this movie artemis Fowl wasn't unfeeling but he his emotion he didn't wear his emotions on his sleeve he was very much um a a a sherlock type that's why i love the books is that he was able to kind of separate separate himself from his emotions to an extent and be able to uh, look at the, the situations that he was in almost coldly to the point where he could figure things out. And there's one point where they're like, uh, "They're," I remember they're trapped somewhere, and uh, they're like, oh, well, we need a plan. And everyone in this thing that they're in, uh, is Butler, Holly, M- Mulch, and uh, I think someone else, all just kind of stop and look at Artemis. And he goes, what? And they're like, you're the plan person. You're the
0: Sokka of this little enterprise. Get planning (laughs)
1: exactly. So he has a way of detaching himself, and it seems like it's cold, and especially when he's younger. In the first book, he is cold. He's manipulative. He's he doesn't care as much for people. And you and I understand again to a very small extent why you're changing that. But you could still have it where okay, you know maybe he's still kind of a fun kid, but have them dress down this this obviously not good therapist yeah like like, have him like they
0: talk about how artemis thinks in his head how the methods that he's using are outdated and juvenile and anyone could do it and there is like a small moment in the therapist scene in the book where the therapist does break through one moment where he says that you don't view anyone as your equal and that's the crux of artemis's like change not that the therapist changes him but that he realizes that there is no one he holds in equal regard with himself he, he says albert einstein is the only one he could hold in equal regard and, to and himself. It's, it's a
1: bit of snark it's like who do you respect and it's uh, albert einstein it, some of his theories were correct and it's like uh, that's 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 such a 12 year old answer that is what someone thinks a 12 year old would say that's what someone thinks a smart 12-year-old would say or like what a s- person thinks a smart person would say
0: but they give him all these complicated daddy issues i don't know is it a disney joint did, did they tell kenneth sorry uh, he has to have a dead mom and he has to have daddy issues because it's is a disney movie and that's our brand right now so
1: i don't i don't fucking know but like th- this easily this whole narration thing at the beginning could have been solved if it was like artemis fowl at the age of 2 you built your first carburetor at the age of 6 you built your first computer you know you can like you can have it and like at the age of 12 you managed to sneak into my office pour out my coffee and replace it with an a, a extremely strong laxative and like you don't even have to show all of that i it, was
0: imagining a montage of him sharply dressing in his suits which by the way he doesn't wear until the freaking end of the movie that, that's
1: oh that's some straight up bullshit too so very
0: james bond of it all it'd be fun to show like there are fun sociopathic 12 year old roles like children can be quite terrifying for the lack of empathy there's no reason to say that we couldn't do something really cool with this but that's in what the name makes them of-
1: mature is that they learn empathy artemis fowl learns empathy throughout the books. It, it it frustrates me to no end that they're they're changing this complex and interesting character into a bland character and we're going to talk about the acting. Holy shit, are we going to talk about the acting?
0: So Ernest Fell senior didn't know a damn thing about fairy tales. Fuck no. He was an adult businessman. He would have never in his life considered that fairy tales were real, nor not even, you know, if he did, like the whole point of Cole for having a kid do it was because childlike innocence allowed him to see fairies for what they are as a money-making scheme. It was simple, immature, and diabolical all at once. Armas Fowl Sr. in the book was a, a mafia don. He was a, a brute and a thug, and he... Made his money by doing very unscrupulous things and eventually got captured by the Russian mafia for it, yeah, and spent two years imprisoned like there's it's so weird to have your character say oh, i don 't know anything about this world. Have his father explain to him as part of the continuing but well, we can 't have him be a bad guy, you see, so why don 't we have his father in secret? Train him on everything that he knows about fairy, and then later, when he's of age, he is introduced to this whole other world. It's that's not the story. There's a billion stories like that. Every other coming of age young adult novel is like that, and,
1: and not all of them do it right. There are some that do it great, there's but a lot of them don't do it right because they think. Oh, this is a great way to introduce the story and the, to, uh, sorry, introduce the character and the audience. And that is a, if you're, if you have that mindset, yes. But if you're just saying, oh, I'm going to introduce the character and then that's it.
0: They just Harry Potter-fied him for some reason.
1: They, they didn't even do that. They were just like, oh, hey, hey this by is the way, world, there's a secret world. That
0: it's Harry, I mean
1: they're trying they're
0: copying a 10 year old trend which even aaron colford didn't do when he wrote his book he's like he fucking didn't he did not
1: that's and that's what pisses me off is that you had an imaginative book that easily would have lent itself to a young adult audience and the technology could have easily been updated could have easily been changed for nowadays and let's talk about that too the tech was awful in this There was a couple points that was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. But there was no fancy fucking tech. None. It looked almost outdated. And it just came out. And it's ridiculous because there were some cool ass shit in those books. And those books came out in the early 2000s. That's fucking ridiculous. You have an Artemis Fowl book which mixes sci-fi and fantasy seamlessly. And you... Don't do anything fancy with
0: that. How in the world is reading Lep Recon not a groan in a book, but seeing it spelled out for you on a screen the most soul crushing thing I've ever seen.
1: Kerning. Because it's it's That's literally ca- Because it literally goes L-E- or L period E period P period R. There's no space because in the books it is LEP with all the periods space. It is LEP recon. I remember that's what drew me to these books to begin with. I know I'm slapping my hands. again. Like I don't give a shit. That is what drew me to these books to begin that, that pun, that pun is what made me think this book might be worth my while. I said, Holly short from Lep recon Leprecon. Oh, how close Oh, I like that. I bought that book, or checked it out, or whatever. I had, I held that book in my hand until I read it. The, I, I did not put it down, and it is ridiculous how much they fucked that up. And we're not even, guys. We, We've maybe
0: made it fifteen minutes into the movie at this point,
1: and I, and I will say this: like it, it's gonna, as it
0: goes on, the notes become less particular because as we go on the movie just becomes impossible to parse it becomes so confusing that most of my notes are what or huh or why but the establishing things changing artemis from a antagonist to a wide-eyed protagonist
1: it's bullshit giving
0: him uh, a father who teaches him about this world instead of him being smart enough and clever enough to figure it out on his own uh giving mulch diggum's narration when he is at best a side character in the first book he's and not, not even a
1: side character like, and not part fully. of the master
0: plan not part of the master plan may no. i see they talk about armis's brilliant plan mulch diggums the reason that he is even to break into foul manner is because he doesn't have magic he can't be stopped and artemis did not plan for this contingency
1: mulch diggum was actually a uh, a twist in his plan
0: yeah that was a cog it was, it was a wrinkle a cog, yeah a wrinkle it wasn't supposed to be there uh but again we have this giant world ending weapon um so with that being said we're gonna take a small breather and talk about the sponsor dome where two sponsors enter and one sponsor leaves and as we have mentioned before our audible book recommendation for this episode is artemis fowl
1: um yes and and again that is by ian Colfer. it's spelled e-o-i-n uh and his last name is c-o-l-f-e-r he has written a lot. He has some amazing books outside of the Artemis Fowl mythos. Some are
0: more young adults. Some of them are adult. We yeah, just there's... purchased an autographed copy of his latest one, High Fire.
1: There is uh, the Half Moon Investigations. There are there is the Wish List. Uh, my favorite one is Half Moon Investigations because uh, I did really like the um, the twist in the uh, the story, and the uh, the adult ones are very good. It doesn't lose his. His sense of humor or anything like that. Um, and it is narrated by Nathaniel Parker, who does a really good job with all the different voices.
0: That's cool.
1: Um, there was a graphic novel that was made years I remember ago. This. Yeah. I don't remember enjoying the character designs because I remember Butler, like, Butler is supposed to be this big, whole, huge, hulking man, and they made him look grotesque. I I kind of like, and I I had to it find it again. Like
0: the um kingpin from Into the Spider Verse.
1: Yeah, like a little bit more body horror esque, but yeah. Um, and Artemis looked a little bit more like the kid version of the bad guy from Jackie Chan Adventures, but mm-hmm. that's hard. That one was just going to be hard to do anyway. So, but our challengers, uh, I actually have to find them. Uh, there's actually two this time.
0: Oh, so, to uh, if you want to try Artemis Fowl on Audible, audibletrial.com/slash married to the idea. Uh, and they give you a free book a month for you to try out and see if you like. Uh, use the link so we get the credit.
1: Yeah, that's married to the idea. That's TO, not the number two. The other two sponsors are Pop Culture Vulture and Quilterina Tina they uh both are um people who produce other things than just what i bought from i bought them from but uh specifically i got um some fun masks from them um i'm gonna have to start returning uh to the office on a more regular basis and i needed a couple more masks and to have um i i didn't want just normal masks and i got a uh because we're huge dragon con fans um there is uh if you've heard anything about dragon con or have attended dragon con you might have seen a particular pattern repeated it's called the marriott carpet um or the carpet if you will um it's a very particular pattern uh that used to be in the marriott uh years ago that got taken out but people loved the design so much or it was very reminiscent um and i got a neck gaiter which is you can be a sweat man it can be a face covering it can be a few different things um I got that in the Dragon Con, the Mar- Marriott carpet.
0: It's very cool.
1: Um, I'm very excited for that one. And then from uh, Quilt Arena Tina, I got a Mystery Science Theater 3000 um, mask. Uh, so it has the the logo. I'm very excited to wear both of those. So um, you can find Pop Culture Vulture uh, at PopCultureVulture.com. Uh, they have more than just the Dragon Con stuff. They actually have some, have some shining things. Um like the Shining. Uh they do some kind of horror theme stuff. Uh, like the, like I said, the Shining. They have a neck gator in the Shining, um, and some monster stickers. So and then uh Quilterina Tina um has a Facebook page, so uh which is uh Q U I L T E R I N A T I N A, which with the T being the capital.
0: I do love the personalized face masks. I think it gives you a little bit of punch. It's like a fun accessory. And I do know that a lot of big name stores are selling masks too so it's nice to support all the little people who were making them before the big stores got in on the trend it's just something that was a necessity but it can also be fun and cute
1: yeah my um, my cousin uh, made a couple of uh, masks for us which was really great to have uh, but they have the the neck sorry the hair ties and those kind of hurt your ears after a while so I've, I've had to find a couple other. Um, styles
0: that make you, that work better for your head.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking for styles, I highly recommend the ones that tie behind your head. So, we'll have those links up on our Facebook page. So, if you don't follow our Facebook page, you should go and do that.
0: All right. So, we have some gender bending.
1: Oh, with Commander Root.
0: It's important because I think there's a reason why Holly Short being the way she was was based entirely on the atmosphere in which she was raised. So Commander Root in the book is this cigar chomping, red faced brute of a police officer. Every commissioner yeah, short, you can think like, of.
1: Like short uh high top fade kind of haircut. He like, looks
0: like anger from inside out.
1: <laughs> with actual hair. With but actual yeah. hair. I um I I always kind of weirdly imagined my grandfather with way more anger, but I always kind of imagine my grandfather uh in that not in that role but in visually um and i'm okay that it's gender bent what i'm not okay with is judy's voice
0: yeah so judy i think if they're gonna make it judy dench let it be judy dench like this is not a character you can be rough and gruff with because she's older like she doesn't you can tell that they get they let her come in on a motorized scooter in most of her scenes she doesn't <laughs> don't make her walk everywhere she's she's <laughs> she, she needs to go make the dames with all of the other beautiful ladies from british cinema so it's okay if you want to have a woman be the commander of the lebury con i'm okay with that the problem is that in the book holly's motivation was being the only female officer because They were not taken seriously. Female officers were not taken seriously. They were minimal jobs. They were just pretty faces to promote the police department. It was very much a Judy Hopps sort of thing. They just didn't have them, and it was really hard for you to make it there. So Commander Root was toughest on her because he knew that everyone was watching her and that if she slipped up, it would be over for any female officer who wanted to join the force. So, again, that's book motivation, Holly. Movie Motivation Holly is at points motivated by avenging her father's wrongful death, which she did not have in any of the books to my nope. particular knowledge
1: and uh, not to my knowledge and either
0: saving humans because the little girl lost her ice cream, and we can't let a troll leader
1: i I feel like that's a little bit more akin to when she was doing that scene the the troll scene felt like it was almost straight out of the book,
0: and that looks what uh it's an unconventional use of the time loop, but I like it. From the book's perspective, the time loop was like throwing a pause button over an area of land. The rest of the world will continue on like normal, but it was just stuck in whatever time you had started inside your day. In this one, they reverse it and kind of matrix it. They pause time so that the leprechaun can move really, really fast, but the humans are standing still. Which is why it's so weird when they deploy the time bomb again at Foul Manor, and that doesn't happen, because (laughs) it's the exact same technology, and for some reason there, it is not Matrix, it's just...
1: Consistency.
0: How does it work? How does it work? Like, yeah, if the the Leprecon can do that, then yeah, Artemis Fowl wouldn't for a second survive a time bubble, because he'd be frozen in time, and everyone else would be moving really, really fast. Of course it wouldn't work. So, weird, but okay.
1: (laughs) I uh I I don't know how to describe. So I did I that was one scene I did actually not necessarily enjoy but it's like it was the one that felt closest to the book. Yes. Um because it was like um you remember you remember the scene uh from the Santa Claus with Tim Allen where they had the elves like come in and it was like it felt like a SWAT team of elves and they Broke him out and they were like super efficient at it. Yeah. Similar to uh, not prep and landing, but the um, Arthur Christmas, like how like each movement was very
0: efficient, economical. Everything had a purpose and a function.
1: Exactly. That felt that's what that scene felt like. That that's like the old that's like the nicest thing I can say. And her giving the ice cream back to the little girl felt fine. That felt like something Harley Short would do. She has a heart. She's rough and gruff, but in or she's tough because she's you know the she only has female. To be, in the movie. But, she has to be. But, but you but can she's, see
0: she's kind with Juliet in the scenes that they have. She doesn't want to actually hurt Juliet when she busts out, which again doesn't happen in the movie. But it's yeah, she's not is, a
1: which is a really clever moment, especially for Holly.
0: It's not she's not a cruel person. She's. She's a nice person, but the movie does nothing to establish the animosity that some elves might feel towards humanity. There's never any indication that it's not nice down here in the subterranean levels, where in the book, there's this undercurrent of, yeah, they forced us down here, and the pollution up on top made it too weak for us to live there, and we retreated underground thousands of miles to get away from them and survive. It's it's less scrappy. It's much more, I don't know, just very comfortable it looked like the underside of wakanda honestly
1: (laughs) i remember in the books that it was it it was like it was nice but it was nice in the way that they made it the best that they could be like there's there's issues there's overcrowding down there um but that's because it's in this one city there's other elf cities throughout the the um under part of the world but it's not all one city they're not all contained in that one area and the reason that they were able to you know do a little better is because of foley and opals technology and stuff like that it's because they're more technologically it's technologically advanced than us that was one big draw especially for artemis is like you know i may not be as advanced technologically wise but i'm smarter than them
0: yeah and he planned it out really well like The book goes through great pains to show that Artemis sees every step of what's going on. And it's only when ingenuity shines brightest with Captain Short that he is close to being defeated. Or when the cruelty of the people behind the scenes in the leprechaun say, well, yeah, I mean, we're just going to throw a troll in there because they're humans. And what does it freaking matter? And we don't care if we lose Holly Short's life in the process either. She's a regrettable casualty but it has to happen. That's the whole... Sub- a
1: regrettable but necessary casualty. Yeah,
0: they they would have never... And no no protocol would let them throw a troll in there, and it's only because of cruelty that they decide to do that and bust all the rules up.
1: By the way, there's a really good way to put that, is the uh, ingenuity of falling short, but the cruelty of the people from put behind. That's what your writing is shining through. Thanks, um, babe. Uh, well, I,
0: Artemis found an emotional man, so if anything doesn't go according to plan, it's because of that.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I don't like that they've mixed part of, so this is not all just the first book. This is not yeah, all Artemis Yeah, you think we being
0: bad talking about a couple of books in the series, but this movie is simultaneously trying to combine books one and two. Pop- while while running through it as fast as it can to set up future sequels. Like, it doesn't even care that it's here. It just wants you to set up. Everyone understand? Okay, we're going to go off and go do cool shit in the next movie. Like, we're here and you stuffed two books worth of content. Three. three That's right. Even, three, yeah.
1: Three books. Possibly even four.
0: Just so much it's content re- burned through.
1: ridiculous. Opal, I cannot believe yeah. this.
0: Opal Caboy is not a villain until at the end of the second book. When you when you realize, oh, she was been she's been doing batch on the side, but she was not that kind of character. She's been surreptitiously building her way through all the technology and. She's the almost city. presented
1: as kind of like the a the Steve better Jobs. a Steve Jobs kind of like um if Foley was uh Bill Gates, she was Steve Jobs. She was like the cleaner, more efficient one. But then they found out that she was had like underhanded practices and kind of like Steve Jobs. And, yeah, and
0: then she's thrown into uh, and then and then she gets found out. And Artemis Fowl beats her. And then in book four, she comes back with a vengeance. She has a whole plan ready to go. It is is
1: a nasty, nasty, nasty plan. I know I said that like three or four times, (laughs) but like I I won't say anything because I really want you to read it. But like as a kid, when I read that, I was like, holy
0: shit. Did it feel like watching the third season of Sherlock where just no one believes Sherlock at all? And all the things he says about Moriarty and like the entire world just collapses in.
1: Kind of. Um, but it was, it was more so whenever she was start, she first started to get her revenge. Um, what happens? That was like a bit like world shaking for me. But the, the big thing is, is like they're, they're building Opal Kaboy as the big villain, which she kind of is throughout the series, but that's after book two at the end of book two. Mm-hmm. We're in the first fucking movie. like,
0: we don't need some puppet master pulling at the strings behind this. It's a very straightforward plot: a boy seeking treasure goes in way over his head, and the 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 whole point is that he spent all of his father's remaining fortune searching for his father. Like, exactly, the, the coffers are dry, and he has to make more money. And he's like, "Well, I guess I do this now."
1: <laughs> so I am I am confused as all get out because the they're also saying that. Um, the, the person uh, that you're talking about with being cruel in book one is cruel in book one and is cruel in this movie. But the whole reason that Opal, that he's under Opal's control is because he's broken out of prison by Opal. That happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in book two, in book two. And it's not.
0: After a humiliating and crushing defeat in book one, book
1: one. and it's by his own incompetency, mm-hmm. and it's just it's astounding. It's like, well, we're gonna introduce this character, and here's a like little snippet of a backstory, and oh, but he's he's a dick, and and then all this and all that, and like, why couldn't he just be a dick? Why couldn't you just show him like taking bribes or something? Why can't it just be incompetency in law enforcement? Well, it's like. It,
0: like, if he's not supposed to be busted out of jail then why is everyone okay seeing him and if he can take exactly.
1: over exactly, and if he
0: can take over the tire lep recon because of some elders that Judy Dench root has to listen to why do some of them go rogue and helper in the end and why is magic something that you can turn on and off with the push of a button that's, magic and oh, tech are not the same
1: bullshit. thing that does not happen in the books that's malarkey <laughs>
0: So Artis and Butler go to Tara and they steal they steal away Holly Short and they put her in a chicken wire cage in the middle of their kitchen.
1: Which she would have been able to escape.
0: Of course, immediately, instantaneously. She's an officer. They
1: they in the book, she's like shoved into this like little dungeon cell, like no room. No like, Earth.
0: The important thing is that she can't be near
1: Earth. Earth. Yep.
0: If she has Earth, she can bury the acorn that she went to Tar to retrieve and retrieve her magic. That's the whole reason she's captured in the first place. Not I have to go figure out what my dad was doing on this hill with the aculos. Uh,
1: and I have to take a step back and talk about Butler for a second. I am perfectly okay with the the quote-unquote race bending of Butler. Now, Butler is apparently described as Eurasian. Eurasian. In, um, so he is able to blend into his surroundings a little bit better. I'm okay with I like
0: this idea. I like just piercing blue eyes. I thought he was an intimidating-looking person.
1: I hate how fake his eyes look. They do look
0: very fake, though, yeah.
1: Like, the, you can have black men with blue eyes. He's got some sort of weird either uh, CGI or contacts in that make it look awful the man himself does a good job the Mm -hmm. actor he he is intimidating he is strong he's not as intimidating as he could be but he is i feel like he actually is strong i feel like he could take things down like he he is a bit of a hulking presence not as much as i would care for but you know what (laughs) out of everyone he's probably the best cast yeah. And and I'm I'm okay and so but I and I'm okay with it being re No problem. You know, Foley. Foley I was Foley. gonna say
0: we thought Foley wasn't gonna show up. Like, how are you going to have this movie without Foley the Centaur? He does show up with none of his lines or his character. He's
1: he's got like He this, but he's it's like if you take a dropper of his personality from the book and you go into a glass of water that is his personality in the movie, and you go Bloop. And is that seeped in enough? Yeah, there you go. There's his there's his uh, personality.
0: Yeah, I had said before. I think uh, James McAvoy as a the satyr from of the Witch in the Wardrobe* was the sort of person I had envisioned when I thought of Foley. Oh, so, Foley's
1: way more wisecracking. He is no, no, no. He's like the king. Just visual. Oh, so visuals. a horse body,
0: but like with little horse ears, maybe some curly hair. So I don't mind that they went. I mentioned went him this, a little bit
1: more elongated, like longer limbs. They longer gave him Z- very.
0: They gave him a very elegant actor to portray him, a, a very tall person, and. Again, I'm okay with that, but it doesn't really seem like they let his personality shine through. fully wears a tinfoil hat to protect himself from alien brainwaves. Like, he's kind of a crackpot, he's, but he's genius.
1: He's a genius. He's like, one, he's like the guy that you encounter halfway through a movie who like randomly like saves your ass but like you encounter and he's wearing a mask and you're like what the hell and then he uncovers the mask and he's just a crazy guy like hey, i drink my own urine sometimes just because i like the taste it's he's that kind of character but he's he's the character that someone realized we need his genius in the Leprechaun, you know and i just it astounds me that, now, granted... And
0: they put him on this running track pad. That was
1: some bullshit. It looks like, like he's always moving forward, that, and it's stupid. Like, if
0: you were saying, maybe because he's a horse, he needs to run more, and there isn't really a track down there in the underground, so they, like, gave him, like, a moving treadmill to work at? Like, that's I a really,
1: that's a really weak...
0: Maybe, but I don't know... But I just, I guess, I don't figure out why. If you're, but I don't even
1: think full. I don't even imagine fully as a character needing that.
0: If you're looking at hologram technology and then throwing in that it moves, that you move through it, I mean, guys, it looks silly and it's not effective.
1: And uh, the the actor that they got to play fully is fine. He's fine. It is is, again. I don't know why. And this is probably my own shortcomings. I fully admit this. I, I. I didn't imagine someone of color playing Foley. The person that they got to play him is of color. And you know what? And it's that's fine. fine. There's no there, there was no mention of uh, Foley's quote unquote breed. So you could have him be someone of color. Yeah. It doesn't have to be I a thought Caucasian was cool. he actor. He was like an
0: ebony horse. So like, Yeah, sure. There's, fine. there's
1: nothing wrong with that.
0: But you gave him none of his character.
1: Exactly. And I don't, and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm actually going to pull, uh, I, I think this particular actor. He had some moments when there were the, the, the shinings here, and he did it well. So I think this particular actor could have played Foley with, the, with a better writer.
0: I think so, too. I think everyone given better direction could have been better.
1: I disagree. Who you got? <laughs> oh, uh, do we want to get into this right in this second? Because I will.
0: Our beautiful sweet boy child.
1: Our beautiful sweet boy child and our beautiful sweet boy girl. Or not sweet boy girl. <laughs> our beautiful girl. Uh, our main two people. Oh, sweet! So oh, yeah. Our main two people cannot act to save their lives. Not even a little
0: bit. And I don't know who you get to play Artemis Fowl. Like that is a complicated role for a twelve year old. I can't imagine a twelve year old doing it. To be quite honest,
1: I I don't know either. It's hard. Child, being an actor is not an easy task. What I do that? not look at. I do I mean, not look at this. I I do not look at a this role or b the situation as in anything easy. That being said, this kid cannot act.
0: Could we just have had the girl who played Eleven as Artemis Fowl? Because I think she would knock it out of the fucking
1: park. She might be a little bit too old. Hers Holly Short.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Hers Holly Short would have kicked
0: ass. Like Holly Short is a no nonsense. She's British too. That would have adult woman like. She's young for her race, but she's 87 years old. She is not going to put up with this. I understand,
1: shit. I understand that you now the, the look, I understand why they went that way because elves are supposed to look fairy like and young. Fae, and stuff. Yeah. Fae, yeah. So I understand that. What I don't understand is why did you put someone in there who can't act? She's a piece of wood. She's like, I the, did
0: enjoy her yeah, mesmer yeah, scene. Yeah. Like the mesmer scene was pretty good. And it, again she
1: throws a temper tantrum at one point and i'm just like
0: yeah like that's weird like all these like weird things she she's she thinks she has to think her way out of the situation and it's so strange to have these two characters who are supposed to carry the whole thing in the book they hate each other because you know artemis doesn't
1: hate her sorry, but so, artemis doesn't regard her life as yeah, anything yeah she, she is,
0: was a means to an end exactly kidnapped her just you there to get the ransom. I'll let you go afterwards. I really don't care. And she can't. If you sta- die before,
1: then whatever.
0: She cannot stand this little twelve-year-old twerp, and she is at her wit's end trying to figure out how a kid outsmarted her.
1: In the second book, when they have to ask for his help, she ch- does everything in her power to not.
0: Yeah, she is not ready to be indebted to this fool. She does not want to have anything to do with him. And it takes until the end of the second book for them to have developed even a passing, grudging respect for each other let alone a friendship, as it appears at the end of this, like, and now we're all friends, and now we're off to save the world. Like, it's so strange. And he, okay, so they they spend a whole scene talking about how Colin Farrell tells Artemis Fowl that, you know, fairies can use mesmer on you. They can trick you into doing what they want if they look at your eyes. Never let them see your eyes. And that's a big thing in the book, too. Everyone wears mirrored sunglasses, so Holly Short cannot mesmer them. It's very important. So what does he do with this second conversation with her? Oh, you have a dead dad, too? Okay, we can take off our sunglasses and talk oh, to I each other. Oh, I instantly
1: trust you. I trust you.
0: I don't trust you. I like you. I don't like you. Like, my brother, my sister, my brother, my sister, like, th- guys... But why is this movie so complicated? It didn't have to be this complicated. Why then, are all the motivations so cluttered? Why is everything so disjointed? Why do they not trust each other and then trust each other and then have to do the same dance the second time they go to talk to each other all over again?
1: It's so ridiculously over it's the writing is overcomplicated, the directing is overcomplicated. There's a fight scene in the middle of the movie where I literally looked at you and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?"
0: Arthur pulls out a laser gun, starts taking pot shots, and I'm like, "What are we even watching?" And the camera is spinning 360, and I can't tell at all what is going on.
1: Like, I, I would not this if this movie came out in theaters and in 3D. I would have been like, "I'm I have to buke this movie. It's awful. It it's so poorly done."
0: Why are all the relationships so bad? Why is nothing established? Why is no character...
1: Juliet is Butler's sister. God damn it, not his niece. And she is 16 goddamn years old and is obsessed with American wrestling. She even has a mask that she wears. God damn it, you fucking writers. Read the book!
0: So, if you couldn't tell, Aaron really (sighs) hates the movie for where it departs from the book. I really hate the movie. Because it's a bad movie.
1: See, why I hate that it, de- uh, when it diverts from the movie, is because, or sorry, from the book, is because the book is not a masterpiece. It probably has 101 issues. I look back on it with a huge amount of rose-colored lenses. I
0: reread it recently. I don't think it has nearly as many plot holes as you're afraid of it being. Okay, I think it stands so perfectly fine.
1: It's a, It is a pretty serviceable young adult novel. So you have this. It's an interesting story too. It's not something that's been done before. It's something that could have been made, uh, could have been, could have made money, and could have started a whole franchise. But instead, you get an, a, a director who does not want to direct this movie, and who who models this after Chitty Chitty Fucking Bang Bang. I'm not kidding. That is an IMDb trivia. Tell me. Uh, I, that's no, that's literally it. But but what is the context? Okay, so uh, let me let me find it again. Uh, it, growing up, one of Kenneth Branagh's favorite family films was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and he used this as a template for Artemis Fowl.
0: But how? Like you you can't just throw that in the conversation and say, and it was so. I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There's nothing about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that makes that I
1: like Artemis don't Fall. know Kenneth Kenneth my dude Kenneth i love you i i i I love your work you are an amazing actor and your directing can be astronomically fantastic where the fuck did you go wrong with this this is this is hulk bad this is angley's angley going and directing hulk so I, i i am honestly curious why did you direct this when you didn't want to make this movie? It's not like he hated this movie. He he hated the character, so he changed the character. No,
0: he didn't. He you, you didn't said hate, you, yeah. So he didn't hate the movie. He didn't hate the characters. He didn't trust the audience, the same audience that read these books, the same eleven year olds who read the <sighs> book and could understand that an antihero could have a growth arc. He didn't trust them to relate to his main character. And
1: I call bullshit on that because
0: agreed. I say reason it's well you're liked.
1: you're my generation, um, millennials, uh, the '90s kids, whatever you want to call it. Growing up, we had some snark, we had the attitude, you know, the ratitude, the uh, you know, everything had to be extreme. When it, with no e, it started with an x. Um, with as much as that was for us growing up, the next two generations, and I'm, I'm I don't like category. I really hate the term millennial. And I hate categorizing people in that sense. But the next two generations, the 2000s and the 2010s, I would even say, I would go as far to say they're even more radical. They're more, they, they like that kind of stuff more. They like challenging. They like pushing the envelope more than you and I growing up. And it's really hard to say that now that you're 30 and I'm almost 30, but When we have shows like Steven Universe and uh, Avatar The Last Airbender slash Korra that are well-written and well-received shows that break the norms every goddamn episode. And we have movies like Inside Out and all that stuff that are made to experiment and challenge the viewers. You bring me this bullshit when you have Something that is unique and is challenging.
0: He didn't trust his source material. He He didn't
1: didn't trust his goddamn audience.
0: He was afraid of it.
1: He was afraid of everything. And it shows. There's
0: a lot of fear in this. There's a lot of false stutter steps. We, We can't do this. We can't have him actually, you know, go to a foreign city and coerce a fairy into handing over her most sacred treasure. Because we can't trust our children in our audience to say... Well, that's not a good thing to do.
1: Like, you
0: again, could... Of course it's not a good thing to do. No one's glorifying this. No one's saying and he did the right thing by doing that to that drunk woman. No, it's clever, but it's not laudable.
1: When I read Artemis Fowl growing up, I didn't read it because I wanted to be a villain. I read it because I wanted to be as clever as Artemis Fowl. Yes. I wanted to be as witty. I wanted to be as someone who could take care of his family. That's what I took away from Art of Foul. I'm not saying everyone is going to do that. People interpret d- stories differently. But at the same time, you have an interesting and well-developed story already there for you, and you fuck it up this badly. You fuck it up at a 4.0 on the IMDb.
0: A 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. A
1: 9 Guys. Okay, so we, I have to I have yeah. to look this up because I we we started the episode and we'll end the episode this way.
0: Oh, but I have so many more notes.
1: We're, uh, we're, we're all what? right. May
0: I quickly we're... go through the notes that I have left? I'm only going to mention a couple yeah, go, of things. go ahead. All right, so Josh Gad's body horror is the most fucking terrifying thing Whole, I've ever seen and should shit. not have been committed to film in any way. Um, one laugh in this movie. I'm going to need my gun. And then he pats his pocket and it's not there. And Jiggins just appears it out of his pocket because he's a pickpocket. That was a fun laugh. That you looked w- at me and you said that was uh, a yeah, laugh. No,
1: I, com- I still agree with that. And now I-, I have to take back half of that laugh because of thinking about in the book, he breaks that pickpocket's hand because he felt it immediately and knew what to do. That pisses me off that I have to take that that laugh because it was genuinely funny. It was well timed. It was well paced, and jo- and everyone's reactions to it was was well done. I I am disappointed that I have to do that, but I do. Uh,
0: we had a Batman v Superman moment in this movie. Um, my dad was falsely accused too. My mother's name is Martha too. We have instant connection now. Uh, let's see what else. Okay,
1: <laughs> Dad, why did you say that name?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we still have no idea how they escaped the time sphere when
1: all the operatives
0: went... were just being sucked into oblivion, and then it's like, and the humans were fine, and Holly came back, and what?
1: Oh, oh yeah. Let's look. getting sucked into these like weird amorphous things, and like having their bodies stretched out. They look like...
0: like Flu powder network.
1: What PCR the actual from 10 fuck? That, so there's no weird. necessary.
0: So weird. That's not how time sphere works um butler's death lasts longer than his entire part of the movie
1: oh my god this and this and that's that makes me disappointed because Butler juliet
0: also kind of disappears in this entire movie and offers nothing else
1: Ju- now i will say this especially in the first book julia is a very minor character she is she is help yeah um at best, uh, in, in the first book, she gets more as she goes on. Yeah, but for
0: the fact that they're squishing two movies together, you think they would have given her more to do since they're clearly trying to show that they're all partners.
1: They gave her more in this movie than they did in the first book. That's that's probably like mm-hmm. the only good thing, quote unquote, about the character in this uh, let's movie.
0: See Opal Cowboy going no,
1: and fuck Opal's voice in this movie. Oh my god! I know we're already running way over time, but fuck the like. Like, it sounds like someone making fun, like someone's doing a voice and trying to make fun of the said voice and doing a really bad job at it.
0: Uh, You cannot short out everyone's magic like it's tech. It's oh, magic.
1: Do You know why? You know why they're doing it that way, right? The whole thing with Opal is so that way whenever, because they're they, it's she's in the shadows and everything like that, it's because if the movie was popular enough, they would cast someone big in that role. Oh,
0: certainly they would. Yeah. Absolutely, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, that's bullshit.
0: <laughs> what do you mean they're peacekeepers? What do you mean that now that they've busted most diggums out of prison, because they let him get captured to tell you their story, to let them go, because we're doing an Avengers thing now where you need to let us do our thing to save the world and just... And you're going to have to be okay with that. And then they bust him out and they fly away on their helicopter to go what save if, the world. What
1: if we don't let you become fan stick? <laughs> <laughs> let could, us become fan four stick. We,
0: we must become fan four stick. Uh, and finally, I think, because you did want to talk about this, um, the Ireland set dressing of it all. The the very, very, very common Irish proverb being a key to understanding fairy lore. That
1: pissed me off because that Irish proverb is like saying to your your lonely child, and remember, whenever you feel sad and alone, Country Roads take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia. Mount Mama, take me home. Country Roads. Like that's it's almost the equivalent. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Irish proverb has a lot more meaning than us than 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 fucking country roads. But at the same time, it, it, it's it's doesn't have a huge meaning beyond him trying to find his dad's journal. That's. Fucking it! Yeah, it you doesn't have, get
0: woven back in later.
1: Yeah, exactly. After it doesn't, the
0: Aculos MacGuffin somehow, it doesn't like show Holly that
1: he's trustworthy or that it was that was no how use for it. it was. No, it was unfucking necessary. So.
0: At least Whisper of the Heart had the decency to have it be a small part of that movie and not the main crux and then dropped immediately. That's right. You haven't seen Whispers of the Heart. That's a Studio Ghibli film oh. that me and Jenny have seen. I, I, I have, have seen not.
1: it, but I don't remember uh, a lot from it.
0: Yeah, they sing Country Road, Take Me Home, and its it doesn't feel jarring because it's another culture appropriating American culture and I'm fine with that. I'm really fine with that. Can
1: you imagine like this like really deep American drama and then like just this girl is like starting to cry because she just found out she's pregnant and like this guy uh, is like her brother or something like that um, you know they finally have come to terms with their abusive father and he's just staring out the window and he goes Deja vu Deja vu (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i I have the point and this I think this is the best way to end this fucking thing because this was a train wreck guys like this is this is not let we, us we, be
0: again quite clear it was a bad film. it was not done well, regardless of what it did with the source material, regardless of whether you want it to be a good adaptation or not. it is not a good film. it is not so bad, it is good. It is rather incompetent, rather messy, and really devoid of any sort of cohesive plot. Like, we know what the book is, and we watch movies. I can't imagine a nine-year-old trying to parse this thing. It is so needlessly complicated Mommy, and twisted.
1: Why does the elf suddenly like the boy? I don't know, honey.
0: The script told him to. Yeah.
1: So we have what we call the parapola Parabola um, that we stole from a friend of the podcast, Ali Cheatham. Uh, that goes that starts 10 being a fantastic movie you know like dark Knight, um that kind of stuff and then it goes down to zero um where you have like the mummy and uh Transformers, the so, mummy. sorry the newest mummy um transformer film the later transformer films and stuff like that and then it goes right back up into the negatives where if you have a higher negative it means your movie is so bad, it's becoming good again.
0: You know, the three mummies could do that. There's the original 1930s mummy at the top of the parabola. Then at the bottom is the Tom Cruise 2017 mummy remake. And then at the other end of the parabola, it's the B-movie camp of the Brendan Fraser the mummy. I have to disagree. I love the mummy. I have to disagree. I love the Brendan Fraser mummy, but I have it's to campy disagree. as hell. It
1: is campy as hell. And I don't think that it's so bad it's good. I put it at like a five or six, just a normal five or six, not a negative. That's I one think of my it's,
0: guilty I, pleasures. I love the mummy I just
1: so like the much. mummy. It's so I, fun. It is it is fun. It's not like a great movie, but it is it is a fun
0: movie. I think that's I think that's
1: the point. Yeah. Fun so, movie. Back on to this. This movie is well in that bell curve. It's a zero. It is it is if it is not a zero, it is a one or a two at the fucking most.
0: I know that fans can be really pedantic and nitpicky, and trust me, we spent an hour doing that, so I get that. But <laughs> fans are the people who want the movies to succeed the most. The fan base is built in because they want to see these characters come to I life. I've
1: wanted this movie since I read the book.
0: Live action Beauty and the Beast? I was down for that shit. I wanted it to I be good I wanted Emma so Watson well. to be good. And it breaks our hearts as fans when we see source material that one isn't respected and two, if you're not going to respect it, at least give me something fun to watch.
1: When when you have so, usually when you have these things, the people who are the the angriest and the loudest are usually the ones who are the most disappointed, who had the most to lose in these situations. So in this situation where you do have a awesome source material, and you have a really competent director.
0: And if you wanted to make a universe out of this, you could have done sequels for days with a good first. There's going. Uh,
1: there's a whole sequel series now. But they with,
0: blew so much of it in this. And, first and you movie. can't
1: even do that because you wrote your, you wrote yourself out of it. It doesn't make a lick of sense. And I can tell you one easy way to fix everything in this movie: a, you reboot it; b, you make it animated.
0: I would have loved to see an animated movie. I felt like they were trying to do some visual world building, but it just did not come across the way I think they intended. There there was one point. The goblins are just completely minor characters to the point of not being characters. And they were never important characters in the book. But it was important to show that they were A, violent, B, dumb. And that Holly Short outwitting them in her opening scene in the book was a good example of how she was a a good captain how yep. she handled stress and imminent She wasn't danger. a captain in
1: the movie FYI
0: Exactly she was just an so, officer So and
1: and uh, and they aren't relevant in a later book very relevant Absolutely. in Absolutely exactly but he, it's not relevant now Evan
0: Cofer set up all of the pieces in this first book so he could move them at his leisure during later books if you give yourself enough world building you can pull and parse all of these out and the good news is the series is already done so you can do whatever kind of lacing tidbits you want to through your first movie.
1: Yeah, like I do. I I I, I know the scene with the goblins was a little stupid. I I kind of liked that, like showing the fire and stuff like that. Why
0: didn't Dickens become Star Lord with his eighties Walkman? Fuck in jail.
1: that noise! I I'm I'm just so disappointed. This this is still one of my favorite series. I still love Ian Colfer, even though he said that this movie does a lot for his books, and he really wishes that he could go back and rewrite the books in, in favor of the movies.
0: He, he was a welcome participant on this. He said in all public interviews that he was happy with how it was turning out, that he was glad that it was being updated because the tech at the time that he wrote it now felt outdated to him. And I he understand that.
1: That's the only part I understand. Everything else in this in that does not make a lick of sense because yeah. th- that, that makes sense, and, yeah. but nothing else. If because you build
0: your book <laughs> around an anti-hero, I don't understand Kenneth Brown saying, I can't do that. I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I'm going to show a nice, innocent young boy being transformed and turned into a criminal Bond villain mastermind. You know, because it works so well with Hayden Christensen when we did the Star Wars <laughs> prequels, and everyone loves seeing how he turned into Darth Vader, so we'll just do it again?
1: So, it's like, you know, we've got this really nice Peter Parker kid, but what if he actually, you know, was Canadian and he chomped on cigars the whole time and uh, called everyone bub?
0: You clearly wanted to be writing about a different character than you were. Then
1: write a fucking different character. Don't fucking ruin this one. Well, that fans
0: are here. Well, just m- milk their goodwill. We know they're a built in audience,
1: but that see, and, and that's where, while uh, was it Frozen 2 or uh, there was some movie? Oh, uh, Trolls 2. Trolls 2 may have kind of shown how great this could be. Uh, the sorry, the streaming, releasing movies only on streaming could be.
0: So, Trolls 2 this did is going to
1: show how bad this can be.
0: Well, Trolls Tool did that, but in doing so, they've kind of wrecked the relationship that they have with movie theaters, and suddenly there is gonna be a schism where I don't think one really existed between theaters and movie studios. It was always an uneasy alliance, but now by saying, we're just gonna stream everything and screw you theaters, there's definite battle lines being drawn. This is just another, like they clearly didn't have enough faith in the product to wait to release it in a theater later this year. You'll note they aren't doing that with any of the superhero Marvel properties.
1: No, they're getting; those are getting pushed back,
0: mm-hmm. and because I, they have faith in that product. Oh yeah, absolutely. They don't, I do not think they had faith in Artemis Fowl. All
1: right, so this is how I'm going to end. Uh, uh, so again, you can find us on Facebook, uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, um, and uh, please follow us and share. Tell us how many
0: this. times Aaron clapped his hands during this.
1: Please do share, um, and we are actually um, working our way to the hundredth episode. Oh yeah, uh, we're very very excited the next episode is going to be a regular episode is actually going to be my birthday episode. I'm very excited for that. So, Um, but uh, thank you guys so much for sticking around and I have to close this out um, with this cats has a 21%. Artemis Fowl has nine Artemis Fowl is worse than cats. Fucking let that sink in. How the actual fuck do you do that? Thank you so much for listening. She's been Elizabeth.
0: He's been Aaron.
1: And And we're we're married married to to the the idea. idea.